The University of Kansas Health System is proud to be the official healthcare provider of the Kansas City Current. From youth athletes to the pros, we put player care first to turn their dreams into reality. Learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash kccurrent. It's because they're often interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit Creon.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Are you following ESPN Wichita 92.3 on social media? Check us out on Facebook and Twitter by searching at ESPN Wichita for the latest podcasts, breaking sports news, special giveaways, broadcast schedule, and so much more. Plus, you can visit ESPNWichita.com to listen to our daily national and local sports programming by streaming live or downloading our podcasts. It's all on ESPN Wichita 92.3, Wichita's all-sports radio station at ESPN Wichita on social media and online at ESPNWichita.com. Busted. Welcome into hour number two here on The Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Your home for KCAC Championship Basketball. We will have the call tonight. Men tipping off at 6 o'clock. It's Bethel. And Southwestern on the women's side at around 8 o'clock, we'll have Friends and St. Mary. And here in hour number two, we will have Andy Kelly and Rebecca Gilpin of St. Mary. But right now, we kick off hour number two with Friends University. Friends women's basketball coach Dean Jaderston and sophomore Taylor Jackson in the house. Glad to see you guys here. Not like I haven't seen you on a regular basis throughout the regular season, but it's certainly great to see you here. A seven seed making it this far. Certainly remarkable. Coach, let's just dive right in. Seven seed down the stretch there in the regular season. Guys lost eight of ten. I think a lot of people are thinking, well, okay, when you kind of limp to the finish line, you never know what you're going to see in the postseason. Turns out you guys are just getting started. You've led Bethany by, by 20. Bethany came back in the quarterfinals where you guys were able to hang on for the victory and then you go on the road to Ottawa and get the win there against Ottawa in the semis so your thoughts on getting to this point here in KCAC postseason play this has been a really fun journey with this team Um, you talked about some of the highs and lows and ups and downs of this season we we got off to I thought a really good start Uh, suffered some personnel changes and injuries and uh, we had a stretch there, I think five, six, seven games where our starting lineup changed each game, and we're trying to figure out where points are coming from. Um, and yeah, it was there that we just lost the continuity that we had had during that time. I thought we had some really good practices. I thought we had some kids who were playing hard. We just had to figure out how to fit a couple pieces together. And um, even in our last uh, couple losses, we were playing some good basketball. Um, 
We were able to get some momentum coming in the last week of the season, get a couple wins, and it's like I'm coaching a different basketball team now. It's really, really fun. There's a confidence. Uh, there's a strength that they had to go through the fire to kind of get to. And and your dream every year, your hope every year as a team, is you're playing your absolute best basketball at postseason time, and that's what this team is doing right now. So um, we're excited about tonight. I'm excited about how we are playing. I'm excited about how the team has come together. And um, you wouldn't, we wouldn't be in that situation if we didn't go through those hard times as well. I know Taylor's a sophomore here, had a great freshman campaign, and Taylor will talk to you here in just a little bit. But, Coach, when, when you do lose a player like Greenland Garner at semester, you suffer an injury with Irie Razor, you, you go through those those tough stretches. What if you didn't have these players, these players have been around for years, like Gracie Simmons, Bridget Busby, you know, Jalen Johnson's been around, Mackenzie Shippey. You have seniors. I would imagine if this was a group of sophomores – season could have very much derailed but you had a group of seniors instead how big of a deal was it to have senior leadership this year when this did take place seniors give you substance they've been there they've done that they've seen those great wins they've seen those hard losses um they all had to step into into uh, differing roles um you know, you, you talk about those seniors. You mentioned one that doesn't get a lot of press for us, but Jalen Johnson in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, if you look at all the turmoil and all the changes, she emerged this semester um, in terms of toughness as, as maybe our de facto leader on the floor. Her energy, her quickness changed our style of play. Um, you're not going to see her... In the scoring column, you know, with, with big numbers, but she hits key shots, she guards, um, and it's the growth that took place over four years that prepared her for this moment. And and all of them, um, they're making plays at key times. Mackenzie Shippey hits this this key basket at the end of the Bethany game when we desperately needed something. And yeah. Gracie, we were struggling with pressure, and just said, Gracie, you have to be a point guard. You have to get the ball and take care of it. And she's embraced that role and. Um, Bridget's stepping up and hitting shots. We're running stuff for her, and she's knocking down those mid-ranges. And everybody's taking confidence as they have really owned those roles and now are just playing. So um, the seniors, absolutely, they, uh, they're they always the core of your team. That's always where you get your strength and your, your toughness from. Um, but we also got a couple of good younger kids, too, that <laughs> yeah, are Yeah, like this a, one right here, yeah, Taylor Jackson. Gee, she's, she's a little... Little solid, a pretty solid player. Taylor, well, here you are, KCAC Championship Monday, first appearance last year, freshman year, had a terrific season. But that's great and all. But as soon as you have that great freshman year, even coach would probably say that's when teams are going to look at you and go, that's the person we got to stop any way possible. So this year you had to adjust maybe a little bit. Your numbers still very solid, averaging a double double, 100 blocks in the year. So obviously your play has still been great, but. What has this year been like for you, year number two compared to year number one? Um, I feel like for me, year, young, year number one, no one really knew me in the conference. So it was like I came in and I was just doing what I do or what I knew from high school. Mm-hmm. And having to change from this year, I had to expand on things that I already knew how to do. Like if I know I'm going to do a drop set layer, everyone knows I'm going to do a drop set layer. So I had to change and find different moves that work for me to be able to surprise my opponents. Yeah, and I'm sure probably more arms coming your way too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, last year, I'm sure some teams are like, oh, we'll just let her go one-on-one. Now it's like, no, we're not doing that. we got to bring a double as much as we possibly can. 
here you are being an underclassman with all these upperclassmen. What has that been like, getting a chance to learn under these seniors? Obviously, you know, Bridget and, and Jalen, all of them, they're not, they're not post players or guards, but still – Senior leadership, obviously very big, as we talked about with Coach Jaderson. So what's it been like getting a chance to learn under them since they've been around for so many years? Um, I would say I love all the seniors because you get a different perspective from each one. Like for Jalen, she's really like a go-getter. Mm-hmm. Like So that makes me work hard because her having to move from a different position than she usually plays and having to come play the post, that was like – and she still does it like really, really good. It's like – when you see your teammate doing good, you want to do good. Like, if you see all your teammates, like, the way that we've been practicing this last week, we've really been hustling. We've really been just with a head on straight, just with an all-common goal to get this ring. So it's like just seeing everyone work hard and just boosting each other up is just a great thing. Yeah. A uh, hundred blocks this year. Yes. I, I imagine <laughs> that is, you know, just a common thing. It's no big deal. What makes you such a good shot blocker? Because I think – me being a, a six foot seven dude back in the day at a small school at Nemaha Valley in Seneca, Kansas, as known for my blocking, but I never was the blocker that's going to send it to the stance. Mine was always, I'm going to block it, I'm going to try to get the ball. I think when I watch you as a shot blocker, a lot of people just want to just look at the block and be like, oh, that's it. There's an art form to it. There really is. People yes. don't want to agree, but there is. There's an art form to being a good shot blocker compared to just being a guy who wants to go out there and block shots. So just your your, your style of defensive play, what do you do that, that makes you so effective as a shot blocker, someone that alters so many shots? I feel like for me personally, I take defense as like, I take it with my pride. Like I take that very seriously because I know at the end of the day, my job is to go out there and stop a team from scoring. And for me personally, like the adrenaline, adrenaline rush that you get after blocking someone's shot is like unimaginable especially like when you send it like far away like it's just a great feeling like especially like you always see it in the men's side so like it's not really talked about but when it's in the women's side a lot of people are like "Ooh, I like that's why I just I just like the feeling that I get from it yeah and coach I'm sure 100 block shots how many more altered well, that's, Taylor Jackson. that's what most people don't realize. Um, for every shot she blocks, there's two shots that people don't take. Like they get halfway down there and they realize Taylor's at the basket and they stop and they kick it out someplace. Um, we, we have struggled all season to be consistent offensively. That's, that's something we've got to get better at. Um, but we've led the conference in defensive field goal percentage and the way we yeah, guard. You're top 20 in the country, yeah. by the way, coach. I was looking at the numbers last night getting ready and I was like, Man, uh, I didn't realize it was that high. I knew it was going to be solid, but to be in the top 20, that is ridiculous. The ridiculous. Yeah, and and everything we do starts with Taylor behind us at the hoop. Um, we can get out and guard. We can do things on the perimeter. We can stunt. Um, there's a lot of confidence because if you get by your defender, then all of a sudden you run into her. And, and it's, it's fun as a coach because you can scheme and you can adjust. Um, we don't have to get steals, so you don't have to gamble. You just play good, solid defense. You you rebound, and if you happen to get beat, we've got somebody who protects the rim, and that's um, that's that's a real luxury. Um, I wish she was part of that fifth year crew where we could get an extra year out of her eventually. But uh, um, no, the the shots she alters, the shots that people don't shoot, and then. Yeah, she will about once every game park one in the stand someplace, but there's also two or three that 
they just hit her hands and stick. Like people just go to shoot and. You know, we were at we were at, Tate, or at uh, Bethany earlier this year, and I think she had eight blocks in the first half, and I think five of them, she not only blocked it, but she corralled the ball, and it was a turnover. So, um, she's a pretty pretty special athlete, pretty special defender, uh, pretty special young woman, and we're very fortunate uh, she's a Falcon. Friends, women's basketball coach Dean Jaderston and sophomore Taylor Jackson here on the Pulse on ESPN and Wichita, 92.3 FM. KCAC Championship tonight at 8 o'clock. Friends taking on St. Mary. Coach, when you do bring in a freshman like Taylor Jackson, here she is in her second season, a lot more attention. How you go about trying to address to Taylor, hey, by the way, last season was great, but this year you're going to have a bigger target on your back than ever before. I mean, that's – that's the challenge of coaching. Um, you know, it's it's one of those, and you can say it's coming until she gets in the first game and the double comes every single time. It's hard to realize, and she got a little bit of that, I think, in the near the end of the uh, season last year, just a taste of it, but not the relentless double teams and physical. I think she's the most foul player in the conference and doesn't go to the free throw line enough, but I'm biased. They say, yeah, um, 135 free throw attempts, but yeah, I think it definitely could be a little they, bit more. There's always somebody hanging on her. There, there's always somebody pressing into her, not letting her turn. Um, and, and so she has to battle through all that, and you can't, until you experience it, you can't describe it well enough. And so I think early this season, that was one of her growth areas that, okay, here comes the doubles, here it comes, what are you going to do, how are you going to play through it? Um, that's where she had to add some pieces to her game. She's become a much better passer this year. Yeah. And um, and, and so it's, it's trusting her team and trusting movement. Our players had to learn how to play with her, too. Uh, a lot of the time for us, they'd throw her the ball and they'd watch to go see what Taylor would do. And all of a sudden, there's three people there and nobody moving. And, and so her teammates had to had to learn how to move. And Taylor had – and so you get kind of the chicken and the egg. What happens first? Is she going to pass or are they going to move? Are they going to move? And, and, and that was part of our growth spot. Um, or spurt, you know, during that midseason when Ray was playing, Ray helped take some of those doubles away. And when Ray was gone, now the doubles came even more. And we had to learn how to play through that and how to create some space for her. Yeah. Taylor, free throw shooting. You're up to 51%. I'm sure you wanted to be bigger than that. But there for a little bit, I think you started like maybe 32, 33% from the frown line. You increased it to 51%. So. Well, obviously, you've gotten a lot better free throw shooting this year. So, your thoughts on on just taking time at the free throw line and trying to get better there? That way, when you do get fouled, you do indeed capitalize on the opportunities. Yes, I um I feel like at the beginning of the year, I was trying to like rush into my free throws, so it wasn't really dropping or hitting as they should have been because I know like last year, my freshman year, my percentage was like way higher, but like at the mm-hmm. beginning, it dropped down, and then like um coming back from Christmas break, I was like, okay, I need to, like, lock in. I can't just be missing free throws because when I found out it was, like, 30-something percent, I was like, mm-mm, I can't have that. <laughs> so then I, I just took my time during practice and, like, just got a routine going for me. Like, most people would be, like, making fun of it because they'd be like, dang, you taking up the whole 10 seconds. But, like, I'll be 8-9 because that's, like, what I need to get into the routine to make sure I can knock the shot down. Yeah, well, you get ten seconds for a reason. I mean, it's it's there. It's in the rule books. You mm-hmm. might as well take advantage take of it. All the so 10. that's right. Take all the ten. I know some people will be yelling like, you know, five, four, three, two, one. Don't matter. Take all the ten. That's what's there for. Come on now. If it if it was uh, not supposed to be, then they shouldn't put it in the rule book. So exactly. just just the way it goes. So, well, coach, um, you know, tonight you take on St. Mary and Spires just red hot. I think we all thought going into the year, talking to a, a bunch of coaches. 
I think everyone would agree, at least I think everyone would, a team that had the, the best chance to take a huge jump compared to last season this year, I think the majority of the coaches would say St. Mary, just based on the amount of talent returning. Alana Delgado being a, a sophomore freshman last year, you have Tanae Sims added into the mix. They have Paige Penley from Oklahoma City University to throw her into the mix. Jerrica Johnson, one of the, the tougher guards to stop, as she's really good at attacking the rim. And, and now the big thing that they have going is the Alex Specht girl, who is another long body, six foot three. I think the last two games, she's been a big, big difference maker for them. In the last two games, they've kind of shown that they can win and a variety of ways with their offense in the game against Tabor, in which they won by 23, they go to the rim and attack the post players of, of Tabor, which you know most people maybe want to do that. And then in the game against Sterling, it was drilling three-pointer after three-pointer with Alana Stogato making six of eight and scoring 30-plus. So St. Mary, a unique challenge tonight, to say the least. Their first-ever KCAC championship game appearance. Your thoughts on St. Mary tonight? Um, I think St. Mary probably one through four, um, and they play a four at the five. So one, two, three, four, and another four. Um, might be as skilled offensively as any group in the conference. Just their ability to get points, get points in a hurry. There's nobody you can just say, hey, leave this person, go double. You've got to guard everybody. Um, so that's that's the big challenge there. They can get points. Um, we We tend to make it hard for people to get points and, right uh, both times we played them um we were ahead in the third quarter we had a uh we were ahead at half time and yeah, the third quarter. second half and, been a second and both team both games both games pressure got to us when we were still trying to figure out some some things and mm-hmm. so um for us to go into bethany and play with only 13 turnovers against their press was a huge huge confidence builder for us um if we handle pressure both times they beat us it was points off turnovers that that was the difference in the game so in the half court we guard them in the half court we do a really really good job against them if we handle their pressure um i, I really like our challenge our chances i it, it'll be a offense versus defensive game tonight um if the game gets up in the 70s and 80s that's that's not our forte if the game's down in the 50s and 60s we we will win as how how we look at every game going in so it'll be a, a game of styles contrasting styles and should be a lot of a lot of uh, good basketball out there tonight yeah i'm definitely looking forward to it and coach and you're here at Harmon arena it's such a wide open venue by the way that you guys play you feel like you're a little bit more adaptable i guess when it comes to to this type of style shooting percentages usually drop in arenas and if they're relying on going six of eight from three and they're playing in arena that's a little tougher. Um, we rely on people not being able to score over Taylor and making it hard on people. So, if you know, I think Ottawa shot 25% against us and at home. So if we can yeah. if we can bring that kind of defensive effort, the arena just helps. Yeah. We didn't even bring up Nicole Brown. What, she was 5 of 21 for the floor, I think, last game? Yep. Yes. Pretty good job, huh, Taylor? Yes. <laughs> that was I mean, the she was she, she had such a, a good finish. One of the best finishes I think I've seen by an individual player in this conference. And to see five of twenty-one from the floor, I was I was blown away by that. Yeah, I think, I think in my head, like I just came in ready because I had kind of like a chip on my shoulder, like for the KCAC awards. Like I was looking forward to being like 
that player of the year, but then I didn't get it. But so I was just on a defensive team, so I feel like I had a point to prove to everyone. Okay, so, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I just I, I forgot to bring that up with the previous game against Ottawa because I was like, I did a double takes like five and twenty one from the floor with one of the tougher post players that this conference has seen. So certainly a remarkable job, Taylor. Thank you so much for your time, Coach. Glad to see you back here at Hartman. I'm it's sure it's a good, back. it's good for, good for you. I know you led the the men for Sterling back in the day, and now here you are with with a different shade of, of red, and certainly red being the primary color. So, no one of my one of my fun things is the very first championship game here. The first year the men played first, women played second. Um, we won that very first game, so that's <laughs> something nobody can ever take away from me. And now it's my very first championship game at Friends. We're going to repeat that. Yes. <laughs> like it. Taylor, thank you, Coach. Thank, thank you. you so much. Best thank of luck. Thank you very much. Dean Jaderston, Taylor Jackson of Friends Women's Basketball here on the Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Friends, the seven seed taking on the five seed in St. Mary. Speaking of St. Mary, I see Andy Kelly and Rebecca Gilpin making their way over here. So before we take a timeout, I want to give away those Wichita Statements basketball tickets. I want to do it now before I forget because I might forget because Andy Kelly's a talker. He'll talk for 50 minutes, and all of a sudden we'll forget to do it. So uh, let's go ahead and give away those tickets, 316-669-4996, 316-669-4996. It's Wichita State and USF coming up on Sunday at 1 o'clock pair of physical tickets for you if you're caller number three. That is 316-669-4996. Call in now. And if you don't get a chance to win now, no big deal. We'll have plenty of chances to win Wichita State stuff all throughout the week here on the Pulse on ESPN Wichita. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Andy Kelly, Rebecca Gilpin, that's just around the corner here on the Pulse on ESPN Wichita. The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. I'm Bob Burke, founder and chairman of Burke America Parts Group, a family of brands that includes RepairClinic.com, an appliance and HVAC parts solution company that's grown into an international brand. Before AmericanEagle.com, we partially launched a new technology platform developed by another firm, American Eagle helped take our technology to a whole new level with digital marketing, software development, and business insights into our key markets, appliances, HVAC, and outdoor power equipment, and did so both on time and on budget. AmericanEagle.com has the resources, experience, and talent needed to produce solutions. Our new technology platform developed by AmericanEagle.com has produced tremendous results with higher traffic, conversion, engagement, and online revenue. If you have any home repairs you need to take care of, Check us out at RepairClinic.com. If you need a world-class website or technology project, then I would highly recommend AmericanEagle.com. Call AmericanEagle.com at 773-NETWORK. That's AmericanEagle.com, 773-NETWORK. Did you know that carbon monoxide is odorless and invisible? And the only way to detect it is by installing carbon monoxide or CO alarms. First Alert is reminding you to install CO alarms on every level and in every bedroom of your home. Also, remember, alarms don't last forever and need to be replaced at least every 5 to 10 years, depending on your alarm. Protect your home and family with safety you can trust by visiting FirstAlert.com and Lowe's stores for your carbon monoxide alarms. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest-rated precious metals firm in the country. 
we teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. The NFL Draft is coming to Union Station in Kansas City, and ESPN Wichita will have you covered. Tune in to hear every selection from the first overall pick to Mr. Irrelevant right here on ESPN Wichita. And as our local selection cards are turned in, we'll bring you instant reactions with press conferences and analysis. It's all right here on your official home for the NFL Draft, Wichita's 100,000-watt sports powerhouse, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. I want to shoot, baby. Shoot. Congratulations, Christina. You're going to see Wichita State in USF coming up on Sunday at 1 o'clock. To those that called and didn't win, don't you worry. We will have opportunities to win tickets all week long to Wichita State men's basketball and Wichita State baseball. Big weekend this weekend there on the campus of Wichita State University. Certainly a big-time day at Hartman Arena, home to KCAC Championship Monday. We've been talking with coaches and players. In hour number one, we had a men's basketball breakdown. To kick off hour number two, we had friends women's basketball, and now we wrap up our pregame coverage, if you will, of KCAC Championship Monday with the St. Mary Spires, number five seed in this year's KCAC Women's Basketball Postseason Tournament. And joining me here today, Andy Kelly, head coach of the Spires, and uh, I guess journey lady, Rebecca Gilpin, <laughs> who's been around for a little while. Rebecca, good to see you. Nice to visit meet you, coach. Well, we've seen each other all last week uh, as we... Uh, I had a chance to cover here on ESPN Wichita 92.3 at them two postseason games, quarterfinal game in Hillsboro. You guys win by 23. You followed up on Saturday with a semifinal win at number one Sterling, and you guys did it in a couple different ways. Against Tabor, it was kind of more of a slash and finish at the rim. This game on Saturday was, hey, Alana Stogato can shoot the three a little bit, go six of eight from beyond the arc, and you guys get a win at Sterling 78 to 66 for your first ever KCAC championship appearance. Coach, glad to have you here once again. Just your thoughts on the postseason tournament to this point. Yeah, I think um, I think just like what you're talking about, you've seen uh, the diversity of how we're able to play and how we're able to score offensively and um, just two very different ways to win. And that, that's what we talk about uh, all year long is, is just going with whatever is available on that night. And sometimes we shoot well, um, and, and those are the easy nights. When you're knocking down threes, everything else comes easy. And um, to be able to win in a variety of ways, like I talked to you about on Thursday night, you know that was probably the least uh, amount of threes we've taken all year long in a game. Uh, and to still put up 67 against you know probably the best defensive team in the KCAC um, was just a testament to our kids and how well they played. So we're happy to be here. We're 
Uh, we got a confident group. They're they're excited. They've been uh, on an absolute roll, and, and we've been talking about this this moment in this week for for two months. And how do we get to playing our best basketball when we get here? And I think so far we've done that, and now we've got a huge task ahead of us to do it for 40 more minutes. Rebecca, how are you able to play your best basketball? Like what, in your opinion, what has led to such a great stretch though thus far to get you here to KCAC Championship Monday? Um, honestly, our team chemistry, like on and off the court, is what's made us us. Yeah. A lot of smiling, I see. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I think it's one thing I noticed right off the bat, and I was talking to someone about you, Coach. I was like, he's always smiling. Like, he's got this calming presence on the sideline. Do you get that feeling too, Rebecca? Yep. I'll look over at him. He's just shaking his head, smiling. I'm like, yep, there. Yeah, we did. shaking We're doing his good. head and smiling. So <laughs> yep. it's not shaking his head and frowning. It's shaking his head and smiling. So yep. everything's okay when it comes to that. Yeah. Well, with Coach Kelly coming in, see, this is one thing I love about this is when you have a second-year head coach and someone who's been around for a little bit at St. Mary, you know, some players, when new coaches come in, they make the, the, the decision to either be done completely or just bounce and find a new home. You made the decision to go, you know what? I want to stick around. I want to be here at St. Mary. I want to see what it's going to be like with Coach Andy Kelly. So what do you first remember about Coach Kelly coming in? And yes, you can say whatever you want. I mean, he's right here. He's not going to make you run before the game. So we'll you can go ahead and say plays. what you want. What's that now? We'll see how many minutes he Yeah, plays. exactly. <laughs> um, I just remember, like, he was young. I mean, he still is young. He's not old. Um, and I just knew yeah. he could relate <laughs> he did a to us. Right yeah. There. Yeah. Um, even though he's not a female, but he can relate to us. He's young and he knows how we feel and he knows how it is. And I don't know, he's experienced too. Yeah. So what sold you on st- staying around? Was it simply just talking to Coach Kelly in like an exit interview or an intro interview and that was it? Or what do you think? Um, I mean, I was just planning on staying anyways and mm-hmm. luckily i got a really good coach like him anyways so it's kind of a plus yeah works yeah. out works out in the end yeah <laughs> just so happens to bring in some pretty good players one yes. in the line is delgado who can yes. shoot a little bit yeah do you do a three-point shooting contest with the <laughs> um i do not because i probably would lose um <laughs> pretty close but she would probably beat me she's pretty good so <laughs> what's been like getting a chance to play with with those players and getting a chance to also lead those players alanis is just a sophomore so she's still probably, in her opinion, probably has a little bit more learning to do. Yeah, um, playing with all of them and getting to know them has been an experience. Like, we learn from each other. I still learn from them, and they learn from me. And we all kind of take a leadership role as it is. Like, I'm, it's not just me. It's not just the seniors. It could be Alanis at one point or even a junior. It's anyone at any point. Right, sure. Coach, what's been like getting a chance to coach Rebecca here? See, I was hoping that she would rag on me a little bit more. She called you young, so she got more minutes after I'm seeing that. I'm about to go tell Hans we're changing our starting lineup tonight. But, uh, <laughs> now, uh, you know, you, you ask about what's keeping her around. You know, we've been in the, the three-year recruitment process of keeping Becca around because she was talking about graduating early and starting a job, and then yeah. uh, we got her come back this year, and now she's already decided she's going to do it one more time and use that COVID year next year Oh, as my well. gosh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Congratulations. She was trying to leave in three, and now she's going to get out in five. But, um, <laughs> you know, she's one of the kids that I heard about first just because, you know, my connections with the Eclipse program in Kansas City, and she played for the Eclipse. And so it was a, uh, one of my uh, good friends, Drew Recroft, who's the coach at um, Mid-American Nazarene, assistant coach. He coached her in club, and he's like, you got to check out Rebecca Gilpin. And he's like, one of the best shooters I've ever coached in my life. And, then I'm looking at her numbers, and I'm like, well, she didn't shoot very well last year. And so, you know, we were working on that. But it, it's been great to, to get to coach her because um, she really uh, – she's – you can tell that she's 
put more work into her game over the last year than she probably had in the previous couple of seasons. And um, she to see her buy in and see her want to be here, and um, that's part of the entire cultural shift we tried to make in the whole team is that it felt like when, when I got here there were a bunch of girls that were on the team that just were on the team, and then when the season ended we'd see you again next fall and trying to create – that year-long buy-in to like, no, you're here. Like, let's maximize this this opportunity. Let's maximize four years because, as I've told her a hundred times, there's a lot of years for a job and bills and life and whatever else comes your way. Like, the chance to get to go and do a gym and play basketball and travel with your friends and do this stuff is rare. And so, she's been kind of the example of what we've tried to do with with the program as a whole, which is just like make everybody appreciate what it is that we've got and just just buy in a hundred percent. This is year number two, and here you are in a KCAC championship appearance. Um, I mean, is that calming nature on the sideline that got you here? I mean, obviously the players still got to play. I think yeah. we understand that. But you're number two. Yeah. You're number one. Last year, still kind of dealing with the effects of COVID yeah. a little bit. I think St. Mary for a little bit. I was telling Troy, Troy Brown when he came down to friends, and I said, you realize this is the first time I've seen you in four years. Yeah. And he is like, really? I'm like, for real? It's yeah. been four years. And I would imagine it kind of impacts things a little bit with how COVID played out. I think some – some universities got that going a little bit faster than others, but it could be a lasting effect. And you know, when you're trying to build a program, yeah. trying to get it started, it can be a, a little bit of a challenge when that happens. So you go from ten wins to, to twenty wins. Yeah. So, and what's been the reason for that? You know, I was I was fortunate to um, be able to coach at Baker for the three years I did. You know, under Coach Lister and. Um, I was able to play in these kinds of environments. And so, I mean, we won um, the regular season and tournament championship in the heart in 2017. Uh, the year before, we played in the national championship game in the tournament. So being able to go to uh, the national tournament, play four games in five days, and learn how to how to prep not only the kids but keep their bodies fresh, keep them mentally freeing. And so, um, you know, this stuff doesn't feel, um, you know, abnormal to me at all just because I was able to watch that be done and um, and learn in those environments and watch how – you know, we try and get the best out of a group. And so uh, I'm I'm still learning a lot. And I, I made plenty of mistakes last season that I tried to get better at this year. I've made plenty more this year, and I'll make plenty more every year that we go through. But um, to me, it's just about, uh, you know, can can me and the kids all be on the same page about what we're trying to do here? And um, it, it's just about, you know, finding a way to put together our best effort every night that we show up. And like I told you before, um, it's been a long process. I, I, I think that uh, we entered this year with expectation that we'd be pretty good. Through the middle of the year, I was wondering what um, what this was going to look like at this point in the stretch, and then over the last month and a half, I felt like we've got a chance to really, you know, really do this. And I think that um, last week was um, was as uh, I don't want to say surprising, but I think it I think it reinforced that that um, the kids have been doing things the right way, and they believe in what we can do now. I think we needed to go beat Tabor on the road. I think we sure. needed to go beat Sterling on the road. Um, we can talk about, hey, we're good enough. We can talk about it all we want. Uh, but until you go actually do it, it, none of that matters. And I think that uh, those, I think that the Tabor win, um, she was crying over at the end of the bench on the show, all embarrassed her because she was like, we won four games my freshman year. And she was, she was really emotional when that one ended. And I think that was just like a weight off the shoulders of the program. Uh, and then we, we were freed up on Saturday to Sterling to just go play basketball. And I think that that yeah. was, just in the last 48 hours, was an incredible shift in this program. Rebecca, did you think that you would get to this point? It's going to Hartman Arena, Park City. Here you are playing for a, a, a chance to go to the national tournament. No, I'm going to be really honest. Not this year, but like just through my time here, I was like, Man, it'd be nice, but it just never seemed possible. And then halfway through the season, I was like, we can really do this. Like, we can do it. And we did. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, I think there's something to be said about the two teams that you beat in the postseason. 
You beat Tabor on the road in Hillsboro, and you beat Sterling on the road in Sterling. So when you play and you beat those teams that have been a part of this championship culture for so many years, does that just kind of justify like, okay, this is this is what we've known all along. We can we're good enough that we can be right here and play with the best of the best. Yeah. When we beat Tabor, I was like, wow, we we can really, Actual really tears do came. this. So tears yes. of happiness, I would hope. Yeah. Oh, yes, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Andy Kelly, St. Mary Women's Basketball Coach, and Rebecca Gilpin, our guest here on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Well, Coach, we, we talked about Rebecca. Do need to talk about some of your other players here. Um, I guess we, let's start with Paige Penley. And, and then we can kind of work our way around here. You know, one of your players can be hard. When you bring in a, a player for the first time, they could be really, really hard uh, because you have to find the right one. If, if they come in and think, like, hey, I'm going to come in and score 25 a game, I'm going to be the superstar, nine times out of ten, that's probably not going to be the best fit. So you have to ha- find the right person. And Paige Penley feels like last game, you know, she doesn't get a single bucket, which is just so strange because she's just such a solid player. But it seems like that she's truly that that one player that you guys really needed. So how important has Paige been this year for you? I could probably spend an hour on this. But, uh, you know, um, anytime you get a kid that's been at, at a couple schools in three years, it, it does raise a red flag, honestly. And you, and you wonder what happened and why have two places not worked out. And um, when I got her on the visit, finally, uh, it was it was late. It was I think it was May. Um, we got her on campus finally. I got to meet her and her mom. And, um just really clicked right away and, and um, you know, got her here. And, and I will tell you, honestly, she's probably the single most important piece that we brought in this year because she's one of those kids that gravitates towards everybody. Like, everybody's friends with Paige. And she can bring people together and be somebody that showed up on campus in August and immediately had friends two weeks in and was able to kind of be that that um, that centering force um, for everybody because she can get everybody's ear and everybody will listen. And so um, she had a pedigree. She had a great freshman year at Rockhurst. And so everybody knew just, you know, resume-wise, that she could obviously play at the Division two level and to put up those kind of numbers that she did. Everybody knew that she could play, but getting the person that we did and the leadership that we did um, was, was a bonus because I think she, um, her buying into what we were selling and helping translate that into into the group as a whole just, just really added kind of that collective piece. And um, I, I believe that she was probably the most important piece that uh, to just to bring the group together as a whole. And, I, and, and it's been incredible to, to watch how fast we've been able to shift a lot in part because of her. Well, we talked about Alanis before, and as you brought up, like, look, she's been in state championship. She's won state championship. There's not going to be a moment too big. So I imagine she's going to be really amped up for tonight with this KCAC championship appearance. But, you know, sometimes when you go from, like, I talked to Taylor Jackson just before you, and I get told Taylor's like, look, your freshman season, that's nice. You had a great freshman season. Sophomore season is going to change completely because all of a sudden now you're on everyone's scouting report. That's that's the person that we got to stop. And for Alanis, it's got to be the same way. And I'm sure she probably had to adapt her game a little bit. Yeah, we spent a lot of time in the gym working on being more than just a shooter um, because I think last year that's what she was for us. And, um, and, and so now that you're the top kid on the scout or second kid on the scout, um, she's seen face guarding this year. She's seen chasing over screen. She's seen everything over the last uh, few weeks, and she has to continue to be a, a threat for us. And so we spent a lot of time developing that, but but she is um, as solid of a kid as, as we've got. She's a gym rat. She loves to be in the gym. She loves to work. She's a great student. She's a great kid, and, and she's somebody like, like um, you know, Becca said, she's she's comfortable being a leader as a sophomore, and there are times where um, she does speak up and tell the group what's going on because she does have experience, you know. She's won a lot of games in high school and come from one of the best programs in, in all of 
of Arizona at the 6A level. And so um, even though she's only been here for, you know, we talked about last year, everybody's a freshman with me. So seniors that have been here. Yeah, go and look for, at it. And so whether you're a freshman or a senior, you've all gotten me for the exact same amount of time. And so. I think um, she's become more comfortable communicating and speaking and just uh, to the group as a whole. But, yeah, she's, she's been a steady force for us, and um, she'll continue to be one of those players you know, through her entire career. Yeah, I think a lot of people look at Alanis and they go, oh, that's the player you got to stop. She's had a great season, averaging 12 a game. But it's Jerrica Johnson. I think people always forget about her, mm-hmm. which is weird <laughs> because she's incredibly gifted at attacking the rim, averaging 13 points per game, your, your top scorer here for the season. Your thoughts on Jerrica and what she's been able to do this year? Yeah, she's been the top scorer here since she's been here. Um, three years as the leading scorer in school history. She's um, fifth in all-time points scored in the, in the school's history in only three seasons um, here. And so, and she's somebody that really didn't even know how to play basketball until she <laughs> until she got to high school. And so, just just all athlete and somebody that that's really put a lot into her game too. And we always talk that you know JJ can find a way to get hers on her own. A lot of times, she can go out and get four or five buckets in transition. She she's the quietest 15, 16 points. Every night, it's like you look at the box score at the end of the day. It's like, well, JJ had another 16, and you don't even think you saw it. And it, it, it's just, um, it, it speaks to, to what she's able to do and how effective she's able to be. And she's beat up this year, like she broke her nose in January or in, in December, our la- um, first game back from break or last game before break. Um, no mask got, required, no rip cable. She, she she's to, good. Had to wear it for six weeks, and she's gotten the clearance to be done with that now. And so, um, she but got, she's she's probably doing backflips, bruises, beat up, everything, and she continues to throw her body around for us to keep plays alive. And and um, just one of those kids that um, you know she will she'll 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 lay on the train tracks for for everybody in the team, and, and you just can't replace those kind of players. Yeah, is it fun guarding Jerrica in practice? Um, it's not too fun, but. <laughs> I have to do it. <laughs> I have to do it. Well, yeah. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. Someone's got to do it. Uh, last two with your with your starting five here with, with Tanay and, and Deja. Deja hit a, a huge three uh, in, against Sterling. Really not a player that really has to go out there and put up a lot of points, but I think she knows her role probably better than anyone else. And Tanay's kind of the same way, too. She's got nifty feet for her size. She's got some unique ability being a, a player that transferred in from Blinn. So, obviously, you saw that on film and you thought, yeah, I'll take a chance on that, sure, and just to see the moves that she makes, that's tough to stop, yeah. and it'll be definitely tough to stop tonight. Yeah, uh, so those two, I mean, Deja um, playing the point guard in our offense with this many scoring threats, uh, there's not always a ton of opportunities to score. Um, she was fantastic against Tabor. Um, I think she had 12 or 14 in that game and got downhill, got to the rim, finished. And um, every year we joke about it. You know, I was new last year, and we're all in, in preseason. We're like, hey, this kid is, is legit. And then we had Coach Shipman this year. He's like, who's the Deja kid? Because she just does things every now and then that just make you, you know, it just drops, drops your jaw. And um, she's steady. She, she, you know, breaks the pressure for it, takes care of the basketball. She's got multiple um, records for assists in, in single game, um, you know, records for us in our history and just somebody that like I said has just been steady for us and been able to um, one man press break get us into our offense run our stuff uh, and in just that calming presence as another kid that's been you know in her fifth year of, of college and she's a grad student now um, and T uh, that, that kid um, we uh, you know I talk a lot about Paige being being a huge impact and T's right behind her um, and, and what she's done you know we got T uh, to campus the day before school started and she was a uh, summer long project to try and get her uh, finalized and in. She actually flew in and uh, got a ride to the golf course for our fundraiser golf tournament, and I got to meet her for the first time on Sunday with class starting the next day. Wow. And uh, you know, she came in and uh, she's somebody that is the the biggest personality in the room. Just um, loud, happy, smiling. You know, our, our uh, 
um, assistant athletic director, administrative assistant, Julian Jennings, is always like, this this girl is three days into school, and she's coming and telling me hi every single day. Like She's like, who is this girl? And just this this huge personality and somebody that, that we weren't really sure we were, we were going to get from her on the court because, you know, Blinn's such a great program. Um, she didn't always have, have the minutes. Um in her career over there and so um, we knew her size we knew her athletic ability we knew what she was going to be able to do and throughout the course of the year we've been able to really use her versati- versatility because she is either she's got the best footwork inside for a four man and she's an undersized five that mm-hmm. that'll work and fight and so um, you know she is somebody that uh, that has been a huge mismatch for us on the stretch we've gone inside to her uh, really against Ottawa down the stretch against Tabor down the stretch um, she's been one of those kids that we've uh, that we've really seen blossom and I, I'm really excited to see what she puts forth next next year especially because um, she's really, she's in the gym twenty four seven. Well, tonight you take on friends and Falcons number seven seed, and we've talked about them a little bit already. I think it's interesting on the guys' side. I think you're going to see two pretty similar styles of play with, with Bethel and Southwestern. You have Kevin Clark for the Southwestern Mount Builders who can light it up. Cliff Bird can do the same. He scored nearly thirty in this building last year in the KCAC championship game in the last Oklahoma Westland. Two teams that have, have been here for so many so many years. Tonight, you look at your bunch, a little bit of run and gun, like the run up and down the floor. And then you look at friends, and it's more like, no, we're going to waste 25 seconds of shot clock. We're going to make you earn every bucket. You got If you're going to drive to the rim, we got a 6'2", six, 6'3", six, guy right there waiting for you. We're going to ramp up our pressure and, and attack you, and I'm sure it's going to be the same way for you guys trying to maybe force some turnovers on friends. So, when you look at the Falcons, I know in the regular season you guys won both games, but you also, I think, trailed both games at the half or close to it, and then you guys had great second halves. So your thoughts on, on the game tonight and the opponent and friends? Yeah, I you know, I think um, any time you get to this point in the season, what you've done in the past no longer matters. I yeah. think that, um, you know, Tabor was 2-0 and against us, and, and we know how hard it is to beat somebody a third time, and now that now the script has flipped its way on, onto into our end. And so um, I told the girls yesterday, you know, we might have won both games in double figures, but we were trailing. We were trailing or getting uh, smoked for about 50 of the 80 minutes that we've played. And so um, I don't think anybody in our in our group feels like anything is done or anything's been won. They've won two games on the road in the postseason. We've won two games on the road in the postseason. And so um, a team that that um, is well coached. I know Dean's been here before um, on the men's side and, and and been able to um, you know do it on both on both sides of the ball here. And, and somebody that has a lot of experience in these in these games and in these environments. And uh, we're looking forward to it. They're playing great and, and they're somebody that uh, resurrected their season a little bit in this postseason because they were struggling down the stretch and um, watching them you know really just suffocate two teams back to back in those two games has has been impressive and a testament to who they are and so I expect a battle here uh, it, it's going to be conflicting styles it was the same thing we went to Tabor it's 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 you know uh, us trying to learn to be versatile enough to to win games in a variety of ways, and, and no matter what the tempo is, no matter what the score has to be, um, can we can we find ways to, to win those games? And I think that's been our messaging. And so uh, if we can get out and run, great. If we got to walk it down and, and play in the half court, that's fine with us too. And um, just looking forward to to seeing how we perform and how our girls you know step up to the challenge tonight. And um, we got 40 more minutes we got to put together, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they how they how they handle it. Last one, I know I know Coach here can golf a little bit. Have you seen his golf swing? <laughs> have you watched him? Um, I personally have not. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to ask, what does he normally shoot? Are you a golfer? Probably not. 
Yeah, that's okay. No big deal. <laughs> I was hoping I would get on tape and be like, oh, yeah, I've seen his, I've seen his golf shot. It's terrific. Yeah, the guy can co- coach uh, golf as well. Um, so I have to give him, a, give him a heads up here in the summer. Be like, hey, you want to come on down to Wichita and show me how it's done? You know, because I definitely need some help on uh, my short game, if you will. Coach, thank you so much for your time. Rebecca, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck to you tonight. Awesome. Thanks, Pat. Thank you. Andy Kelly and Rebecca Gilpin here on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. KCAC Championship Monday from Hartman Arena in Park City. Women tipping off at 8 o'clock, men at 6. Should be a great night for some basketball. And we'll have play-by-play coverage right here on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Let us take our final timeout when we come back. We haven't had a chance to do our best body shot best of the week. So we will dive into that coming up next here on The Pulse on ESPN Wichita. The heartbeat of Wichita sports fans. The Pulse on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Time to leave it all on the mat. For the fourth year in a row, the NAIA Wrestling National Championship is coming to Wichita March 3rd and 4th at Hartman Arena. 280 of the best collegiate wrestlers in the country will square off for team and individual national championships. This event is open to the public, and the championship session will be broadcast live on ESPN3. All session tickets are now on sale, and single session tickets will be available the day of the event. For more information, visit visitwichita.com. Don't miss it. Message and data rates may apply. Do you need a car? Been shopping only to be turned down because of bad credit, low credit, no credit, bankruptcy, or divorce? Guess what? Today's your lucky day. Because now you can buy a car, truck, or SUV, just about any vehicle. It's true. Bad credit doesn't matter. No credit doesn't matter. Bankruptcy or divorce, it just doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, your job is your ticket to your new vehicle. We're Auto Credit Express, and we've helped thousands of people just like you. Antonio H. told us, great company, got me connected, and the day I went in, I drove off in the car I wanted. 100% worth your time. Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just text APPLY NOW to 88909 right now to get started. That's APPLY NOW to 88909. Auto financing the easy way. Text APPLY NOW to 88909. Since 1933, Envision has been a part of the Wichita community, serving people who are blind or visually impaired and their families. From employment opportunities to child development, rehabilitation research, and crucial programs for all ages. This year, we celebrate our 90th birthday. We invite you to join our year-long celebration of 90 years of envisioning the possibilities. Visit EnvisionUs.com to wish us a happy birthday and join us in continuing the mission. 100% of your gift directly impacts Envision's programs and services. Thank you, Wichita. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. For the latest on the Kansas City Royals, keep it right here on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Can I ask you about your, your group of pitchers? One of the things that's fun to watch is basically anytime Zach talks about pitching, whether it's on a mound or in the clubhouse, it's like a 
It's an event. You guys feel like some energy with all the young guys together? Everyone says that we're kind of young, but we're all team, and so we're going to go out there and just keep competing and try to win each and every game. Wichita's 100,000-watt sports powerhouse, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Oh, Jack, you shouldn't have. This is the song that's playing through my wife's brain when she's looking at me. There you go. <laughs> Run with that confidence. Yeah. Oh, not true. Something real cool. I didn't have a chance to talk about it earlier today. I didn't send a text to you, Jack Johnson. So we heard our baby's heartbeat for the first time today. That was pretty magical. To hear it, it definitely changes things a little bit. And this thing's not even out yet. This this little one's not even out. And, you know, it's hard not to get emotional when you hear it. So, yeah, great way to kick off. Best body shot, best of the week, huh? <laughs> Before we officially hand things off to Saran Petro with the program. We'll be back at 6 o'clock here from Hartman Arena KCAC Championship Monday should be a blast. Men tipping off at 6. It's Bethel in Southwestern. It's a 3-4 showdown there. On the women's side, we'll tip off around 8 o'clock. It's number 7 friends in number 5 St. Mary. Best body shop, best of the week. Visit Best Body Shop at 10817 West Kellogg Drive in Wichita. Visit them online at bestbodyshopinwichita.com. They also have wonderful social media presence. So go and see what Clay and the gang are up to. Real quick, this is kind of like a rapid-fire thing here. At least I'm going to try and make it rapid-fire. First and foremost, Craig Porter Jr. triple-double yesterday. Talked about it in hour number one. Got to bring it up again because that was magical by him. Also magical, Sydney McKinney. She can play a little bit of softball, just a smidge. Softball with a great weekend. They went 4-0 at the North Texas Invitational. Wrapped things up with a 5-3 win against North Texas. Sydney McKinney's Hit streak is now 33 games, the sixth longest in NCAA history. Job well done by her. Shockers in action this weekend for the Black and Yellow Challenge, hosting Western Illinois and Bradley. Meanwhile, at the D2 level, Newman women's basketball. We'll talk to Drew Johnson tomorrow. Can't wait. Newman is MIAA tournament bound for the first time in program history. Just remarkable. Jets were able to get the win over Central Oklahoma. Brittany Ho was able to get to 1,000 points in her career. She's at 1,018. Pretty spectacular. Congratulations to Newman for doing that. And last but not least, shout out to those wrestlers. State championships for Derby, Mays, and Andel. Shout out to you, and also shout out to those women's wrestlers as well. Well, that does it for us today. Thank you so much for listening. If you missed any of the show, check it out later on at ESPNWichita.com, Spotify, and Apple Music. For producer, Jack Johnson, I'm Pat Strothman saying so long, Wichita. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 2 o'clock here on The Pulse on Wichita's sports leader, 
ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. New sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.